Good morning and welcome to the Tokyo's 2020 Day 13 podcast. I'll introduce you to my host. I'm Oliver Lemke, but this is my co-host, Tom Murphy. G'day, Tom. How are you all? Very well, thanks, mate. And coming direct from Tamworth, Alex Van Anholt. How you doing, Al? Yeah, coming direct from Tamworth, the home of Nick Kay, uh, Australia's newest basketball star, or to most of the public anyway. I'm doing very well, Ollie. How about yourself, big fella? Mate, get outstanding. What an, another fantastic day, and the action's only just heating up. We've got plenty to get through tonight. We'll move straight into our opening question. Uh, it comes from young Alec Duffy and his housemate, Brad Cassaselli. G'day to Duff and Cassa. I'm sure they're listening. They've asked... What sport do you think you'd hurt yourself the most at if you had to compete with absolutely no preparation? Cass's answer was equestrian cross-country and Duff said the pole vault. Uh, Yeah, that's an interesting one. We've given it a little bit of thought. Al, what have you settled on? I've gone with a bit of an obvious answer here in terms of the men's heavyweight boxing. Um, The Aussie boy, Justice Uni, was uh, favoured to probably go really close to a medal in that one, so... We saw the damage he did to a, a, a big, tough head, t- big, tough melon like Paul Gallen. So I'd hate to see what the blokes who can beat him um, could do to my melon in nine minutes. So I've gone with that. How about yourself, Ollie? Yeah, I don't know about that one, mate. I reckon you're selling yourself a, a bit short. I've seen you throw a few right hooks and I've been on the receiving end of a couple, um, namely that incident in the quad back in 2014. But um, so I reckon you hold your own in the heavyweight boxing. Uh, but I've gone with the 10-metre synchronised platform diving. Um, I, I can't do a, f- a flip or uh, anything interesting into a pool at the best of times, let alone from 10 metres in the air. And trying to do it matching off with someone else would be an absolute disaster waiting to happen. And I think I could seriously um, inflict some pain. It'd be, it'd be fun to watch everyone else, though, just like you in the heavyweight boxing. Tom, what are you thinking? Yeah, I've gone uh, something a little bit different. I guess we saw, we were very lucky to see uh, the great Jess Fox uh, go down the slalom course ever so gracefully. And uh, I was kind of thinking the whole time, what would I do if I had to go down in one of those small vessels? Uh, and I think it could spell the end of me. Um, first, I'd be, I'd be concerned on the flat water, whether I could actually keep it upright. And then when we add the rapids in, I could see myself bouncing off the rocks. Uh, it'd be like, it'd be like a pinball machine. <laughs> my head being the pinball. Um, so yeah, I, I think that would definitely be a def- a close, you know, um, life or death situation for me. So maybe don't go trying um, the whitewater rafting out at Penrith, out at out of your local, out there, mate. I'm exacerbated by the fact that you can't actually swim either, Tom, like most Irish people. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, the only swimming we ever do is on Bondi Rescue. We'll leave it at that. (laughs) Righto, gents, plenty to unpack, so we'll jump straight into the review now. Um, There was a a fair few medals won today by the Aussies, three in total, and that kicked off early 7.30 this morning, the women's 10K marathon swim. We had Karina Lee competing and she took home the bronze in what was a fantastic finish. She was in a race and she just lost out to, I think it was, I believe it was Canadian. Um, and a Brazilian, I think. Yeah, but it was, it was a good watch. Another event. I don't know why anyone would ever want to go in that. But um, hats off to Karina. She did well. 
Uh, the women's golf, that was at nine. We had Hannah Green and Minji Lee competing. They both shot an even par 71. They sit five shots off the pace heading into round two. We had the uh, women's skateboarding. Poppy Star Olsen come from the Steel City of Newcastle. She'd been honing her craft at the um, at the Bondi ramp down there. Uh, she finished fifth overall. The Japanese went first and second. Uh, another event that failed to grab me, I must admit, the skateboarding hasn't blown me away. What do, how do you fellas see it? Yeah, yeah I am. Um... I was much the same, mate. I uh, I was going in all of these new events. <clears throat> I've tried to go in with as much of an open mind as I can, um, not letting you know preconceived biases determine what I think. But oh, I honestly, I just couldn't get around it. Um, I don't know. I, I I just question. I mean, are there any women skateboarder, park skateboarders over the age of eighteen out there? I mean, not to say that these girls weren't extremely talented, which they are, but I, know, I think Poppy Star Olsen is 21, but geez, it seems like a very young um, event. Uh, I, I don't know why that is. I, I would have thought a 25-year-old would be better than a 13-year-old. But um, look, great achievement for her, but I, I just don't know if it's um, if it's an Olympic sport for mine. I think I think surfing is. I really like the BMX freestyle, but yeah, I, it just didn't really do it for me. Absolutely, yeah. Uh... I'm, I'm with you big time there, Tommy, in terms of the BMX freestyle over the, the skateboarding. I would have loved to have seen them in the same skate park as well and uh, or in, in the same bowl, I think, is the, the term for our skating and BMX freestyle fans out there. But, it, yeah, it just didn't live up to the hype um, as the, the other sort of X game sports um, have so far. Um, maybe because I'm just a fiend for a sick backflip, but... Um, you're obviously not getting that in the skateboarding and the odd um, the half pipe skateboarding doesn't really do it for me. So that's about all I have there, Ollie. Yeah, I think we're all of a grand set. Skateboarding didn't wow us. G'day to all our skateboarding enthusiast listeners. Um, the athletics, that's something that we are big fans of. Um, and this is an outstanding event. Doesn't get enough credit for mine. The men's decathlon. We had two competitors competing today, Cedric Doubler and Ashley Maloney. Ashley Maloney sits second overall and Doubler 13th. Uh, so Doubler, I mean, Maloney, has, he's had an outstanding day. So he's, it started with 100 metres. He finished second with a time of 10.34. So that's only, you know, 0.20 of a second off uh, 0.2 of a second off where uh, Browning was the other night in the 100 metres final. Uh, and then the long jump, he, he finished third with the jump of 7.64 metres. Interesting to note in this decathlon, the bloke who finished first, he would, have come, he would have won the bronze in the individual long jump event. The shot put, uh, he threw it 14.49 metres which was 15th overall, and that's not one of his stronger events. He tends to do better at the um, at the running and uh, the jumping rather than the throwing events. Um, so all in all, pretty good morning for Ash Maloney. Uh, the men's 110-metre hurdles, we had Nick Hoff in the semifinal. He didn't do too – he did all right, but not great. So he finished 21st overall with a time of 13.88. 
And uh, then we were back to the uh, shipping lane now. You were keeping a close eye on the canoes and the kayaks. Yeah, well, I've, I've taken um, Tommy's lead from watching the shipping lane last week and I'm the man on the moment now. Um, so at 11.12 this morning we had, or yesterday morning, I should say, uh, we had the, the women's C1 200 metres. We actually had Bernadette Wallace and Josephine Bulmer. They unfortunately... Um, didn't go that well through the the heats and then they were then knocked out in the quarterfinals. So it's disappointing for them. Uh, but then after that, we had the women's kayak, uh, the K1 500 metres. We had Elise Wood and Elisa Ball. They were obviously in the team one together for that one. Uh, and they've both gone straight through to the semifinals after progressing in second and third in their heats respectively. And then at 12.22, probably the story of the day from the shipping lane today was the men's K2 1,000 metres. We had Jean van der Westhausen and Tommy Green. They topped their heat and broke the Olympic record in the process. Um, and to top it off, we had another crew there, Riley Fitzsimmons and Jordan Wood, go through to the semis after finishing first um, in their heat. So that's awesome to see as well. So fingers crossed that um, that form continues through the semis and the final and we can... Um, pick up a medal where we probably didn't expect to get one there and then at 20 to 3 we had the opals they obviously overcame a big points differential in their last group game to get through to the knockout stage but unfortunately they couldn't continue that form today it's a very impressive um, american side um, and were comprehensively beaten there so disappointing end for the opals there they would have been looking at a medal as an absolute um as an absolute must-have for this campaign, uh, typically, uh, typically the second best side in the world. But looks like the the loss of Liz Cambridge and not having another superstar there, like we've had the the great Lauren Jackson over the years, um, means that we go out in the quarterfinals for the first time in a very long time. So that's very disappointing. Yeah, it wasn't great watching the uh, the old basketball today. Um, he is hoping tomorrow's a little bit better. Aussie's up against the US. Uh, it, the sailing, that was that got us up and about. It was a men's two-person dinghy, the 470. And the medal race was Will Ryan and Matty Belcher for Australia. As we mentioned last night, they'd already secured the gold. They just had to finish the race. And uh, finish it, they did. And they crossed it, the line in first just to prove they're the true alphas of the sailing regatta. Um, you catch this one, Al? I caught a little bit of it. I actually, um, unfortunately, due to Channel 7's lack of coverage of this event, I've become used to watching them on the, um, the GPS satellite map. So that's probably my preferred way of watching the 470. So it was actually nice to see them in action today. Um, got to see their faces in, on camera and not in photo for the first time. So um, shout out to you, Channel 7, for, for finding out who they are and jumping on the bandwagon long after we've been aware of them. Um, but yeah, awesome watch uh, across both the the radar shot and the Channel Seven Plus footage, um, and another gold. You love to see it, don't we, Tom? Yeah, absolutely. And it, it seems as though a lot of hard work, uh, you know, came to fruition today. Uh, apparently, was it you, Ollie, saying that they'd been to Tokyo something like fifteen times to scout um, the. I suppose, where they will be racing the bay or whatever it is, um, just so that they knew that they were aware of the conditions and every kind of variety that came with it. So, you know, 
it's great to see hard work pay off. And um, unfortunately, from my understanding, the uh, 470, the two person, the men's 470 will be um, discontinued at or won't be there in Paris. Rather, it's being replaced by a mixed crew event. So unfortunately for the lads, they, they won't be able to um, defend their Olympic gold. But, you know, maybe they'll be the last Olympic gold medalist in that uh, category, which is a great achievement. Absolutely. And uh, any, after that, we were on to the, uh, into the velodrome and we had the afternoon session of the track cycling. Uh, for up first at 3.30 were the men's sprint qualifications. So there we had Matt Glatzer and Nathan Hart. Um, both lads qualified through to the round of 32, but did not progress. Uh, one going down to a Britain, the other going down to a, a Trinidad and Tobagan. Um, and then having no luck in the rapid charge. So those boys will not be competing in that event anymore. Uh, at 10 past four, we have the women's Kieran. Uh, we've qualified through to the quarterfinal there. Uh, and at quarter to six, probably our big um, event of the day in the velodrome, we had the men's team pursuit the bronze medal match. So Lee Howard, Kellen O'Brien, Luke Platt, and Alexander Porter and Sam Wellsford. Um, the boys actually, it was a very tight tussle with the Kiwis. Um, it was kind of between each of the splits, the 250 splits, it was sort of over and back. And the Kiwis actually gained the ascendancy with about 250 to go. And unfortunately, their fourth crasher, a uh, fourth, sorry, fourth rider, um, his wheel hit the back wheel of the third rider and he crashed out. So then the third rider fell off the pace and uh, the boys were able to secure the bronze. Um, so a great, great achievement for them. Um, they probably were a little bit disappointed. They weren't in contention for the gold because they put in a great performance yesterday and they were capable of competing with the, uh, the Danes and the Italians, but uh, a bronze is a great achievement nonetheless. Uh, and then we had the diving hole, the, the 10 meter platform. I, I know you said you are, uh, you weren't particularly a fan of jumping off yourself, but uh, how did Melissa Wu and Nikita Haynes go? Yeah, she was outstanding, Melissa. She went really well, qualified in fourth place for the semifinals. No luck for Nikita, unfortunately. So that's the end of her campaign. Um, and the women's sports climbing, um, we had the lone Aussie there, Oceana McKenzie. She finished 13th in the speed and 12th in the bouldering. As we went to air, she's yet to hit the wall, but it's not looking great for Oceana there. Um, in the athletics, we're back at the track tonight. Um, it was pretty, all in all, a pretty successful night. We had Lyndon Hall and Jessica Hull. They progressed through to the final of the women's 1500 metres, which is an outstanding achievement. Um, oh, not so great news for Genevieve Gregson. Uh, she suffered an Achilles injury in the 3000 metre steeplechase. Uh, final jumping over the uh, barrier into the water so she'll be out for a while tough one to come back from there for poor old Jen um, sadly it was also a birthday today so not a great birthday um, and then of course the big point talking point today was uh, the men's 800 meter final where we had Peter Bowl racing it they're in it for Australia for the first time since 1968 that we've had a men in the final um, he did, he ran an outstanding race. Um, led led took it to everyone else, his more fancy opponents, and led from about the uh, two hundred meter mark, and 
coming around the bend, you thought he might have had enough, but the uh, the two Kenyans were too good and they um they got the chockies, unfortunately. How'd you see that one, Tommy? Yeah, great race. I mean, um, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to lie and tell you like I know much about middle distance tactics, uh, but it seems as though he he wanted to to lift the pace a little. I think the Kenyans were happy with a slow burner in the first lap, and you know he did that and he really took it to him. Um, you know, unfortunately, his legs kind of gave way in the last hundred. Uh, but, you know, cracking to just to get there, just to get to the final. I mean, making the Olympics is great. Making a finals, you know, even better. Um, and I have no doubt that he'll be um, a force to be reckoned with in the European track season with a couple of the Diamond League meets coming up and then on to the world champs in 2022 in Portland, Oregon. Then we had the men's 200-meter final. There was no Aussies in this one, but it was a cracking watch nonetheless. Um the perennial bridesmaid, Andre de Grasse, who's finished third and second behind uh, former Central Coast Mariners striker Usain Bolt at the last two, two or three Olympics. Um, he got his first gold medal uh, and the two Americans finished in second and third. The men's decathlon, Ash Maloney, he finished first in the high jump with a height of 2.11 metres and first in the 400 with a time of 46.29. So as we mentioned earlier, he's currently sitting second overall heading into day two tomorrow. So another very good chance at a medal for the Aussies, which, as I mentioned, is one of the most underrated events at the Olympics. On that note, we'll move in on to our preview of Thursday's events. Um, it all kicks off again tomorrow with a marathon swim. This time it's the men. Uh, Kai Edwards flying the flag for Australia. Um, the golf with Minji Lee and Hannah Green getting underway at 8.30. Um, back to the skate park for the men's park prelims. We've got two Aussies competing, Keegan Palmer and Kieran Woolley. And then from 10 o'clock, we're back at the Olympic Stadium. We're back for day two of the men's decathlon. We've got Cedric Dubler and Ashley Maloney uh, back for day two. We've got uh, Big Ash obviously coming second. We've got the 100 metres hurdles, the discus, the pole vault, the javelin and the 1500 metres. So Ash's best events seem to be the running and the jumping. So the 110 hurdles should be no problem. Hopefully he can uh, pull out another PB like he did in the high jump tonight with the pole vault and then finish it off with the 1500 to secure a medal. That'd be great to see. Then we've got the women's high jump at 10 past 10. That'll be on at the same time as the decathlon in the morning. In terms of the qualification there, we've got Nicola McDermott and Eleanor Patterson there. Um, then moving on to the evening session at 5.30, we've got the men's 20K race walk. We've got Kyle Swan and Jack Rayner. Obviously, the, ra- the 20KM race walk, not one of my favourite events, but race walking, a proud tradition for us Aussies. So it'd be great to see uh, Kyle and Jack uh, live up to their, their nation's expectations there. And then at six o'clock tomorrow night, we've got the women's four by 400 meter relay, the, uh, the first round of that. Um, so we've got Ellie Beer, Angeline Blackburn, Kendra Hubbard, Bendere Oboya, and Annalise Ruby Renshaw, uh, the nominated runners for that one. So it'd be great to see the girls put in a big effort there and see us through to the, the final. Um, and then a big one tomorrow night, we've got uh, the men's 1,500-meter semifinals, probably our biggest uh, medal hope from pre-games. We've got Stewie McSwain and Oliver Hoare in that one. So Stewie McSwain, I believe, has the fourth fastest 
1500 meter time all year and um as we said he's probably our biggest it was our biggest medal hope um at the olympic stadium leading into this event and that's been one i've really been looking forward to and i think you've had that on your, marked out in your calendar for a while as well tom yeah, definitely. Stewie McSwain, obviously a big, big hope in the middle distance category for Australia. Um, you know, he'll be looking to do as little as he needs to get through this semi tomorrow and into the final. Um, yeah, he, he'll be one of the favourites in that semi. Running alongside him is a bloke called Jacob Jacob Ingbritson. He's a, a Norwegian guy. He's a bit of a phenom. Um, he's sort of broken a number of European middle distance records. Um, he's from a very strong running family and he'll be one to look out for. He was actually in the same heat as Stewie. He kind of flew under the radar. He did enough just to get through. But um, those two will be ones to keep an eye on there. But I'm very much looking forward to that. Yeah, absolutely. And then we've got the men's four, uh, sorry, the men's 400 meter final as well tomorrow night at 10 o'clock. So no Aussie in that one, but it's going to be a very interesting race nonetheless. And then I'll lead back to you with the beach volleyball action from tomorrow. I know that that's um, another one that Channel 7 haven't been on top of, but the, the boys at Tokyo have been right on top of it the whole time. What's happening there? Yeah, that's right. So we saw the Aussie pair of Mariafa Atasho Del Salar and Taliqua Clancy progress last night in a fantastic game against the Canadians. So they've got their semi-final tomorrow night against the Latvian pair, or tomorrow morning, sorry, at 11, against the Latvian pair of Kraven, Kova and Grodina. So there's a great chance to progress through to the gold medal game there after knocking off the world number ones last night. Um, and then the big one, 215, the semi-final, the USA versus Australia in basketball, the Dream Team versus the Boomers. How are we feeling about this one? We'll throw to you first, Tom. Yeah, obviously uh, very excited for this. I mean, I don't pretend to know as much as you blokes about basketball, but um, I've been very impressed by the Boomers so far. I think, you know, someone like Matisse Thibel, uh, he's taken my eye. He's been very impressive on D. Um, you know, he only spent, I think, seven years in Australia growing up from like the ages of two to nine. Uh, but it's good to see him back uh playing for a real country and it looks as though he's, you know, very invested and he's very proud to do so. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed Patty and the boys get the job done. What about yourself, Al? How do you see it going down? Mate, I cannot wait. I think tomorrow's going to be an early afternoon of day drinking there. Um, as you said, the boys have been super so far. Matisse Thibel been absolutely awesome. So is Jock Landale. He's been duly rewarded with an NBA contract today. Um, Ironically, with the, the team that Patty Mills is leaving and even more ironically with the team that the USA coach, Greg Popovich coaches, the San Antonio Spurs. So that's awesome to see. And now we just need um, the other great man, Nick Kay, to get a contract and the Boomers will start being rewarded for their ultimate performances at the, the top of the international game. But in terms of tomorrow, yeah, huge game. If you had told me five years ago that we we're going to be every chance of beating the Yanks in an international basketball game, I would have laughed at you. But uh, the without boys... Ben Simmons as well, yeah, and, and and without Bogut as well. Like Bogut was the cornerstone of the Boomers for so many years. So um, who knows? Who knows what can happen there? Obviously, the Yanks haven't been up to scratch so far. They've we beat them in Vegas, and the French beat them. Um, the Spanish probably pushed them further than they would have liked. So. 
I mean, our our last three quarters against Argentina in the last game, I think we beat them like something ridiculous, like 79 to 37 in the last three quarters. So um, the way the boys are, uh, are mainly defending and uh, Joe Ingles has started to hit his stride as well. So who knows what can happen there? I'm, I'm pretty confident there. I'm not going to say I'm quietly confident. I'm pretty confident that um, we can shock the world there and head to our first ever gold medal game. How about yourself, Ollie? Yeah, mate, I'm really looking forward to this one. I think uh, our mate at uh, the ringer, Ryan Rosillo, he's got it coming for him tomorrow night. Nick Kay will get the job on Kevin Durant. And after the game, he'll be having to sing him praises because the boy from Tamworth has been on fire. And I'm predicting him to do the same thing tomorrow night. From there, we move into the canoe sprints. Um, we've got the A final, the women's kayak. Um, that's Elise Wood and Alyssa Bull. That's on at 129. Um, and then the men's kayak doubles, which is Thomas Green and Jean van der Westenhausen and Riley Fitzgibbon and Jordan Wood. Uh, they're in the semifinal of the, uh, at, that's at 11.26. The modern pentathlon gets underway at two uh, with the women and men's individual fencing round. So that's Ed Fernan and Marina Carrier for Australia. We're back at the cycling track, Tom, at the at the velodrome, should I say, for some track cycling. What do we got on over there, mate? Yeah, that's it. At four thirty, things kick off. Um, we've got the men's Omnium Scratch Race uh, with Sammy Wellsford representing us there. Uh, so basically, you know, a lot of you are probably asking. Um, there's a fair bit of jargon involved in the track cycling. You know, you've got the Kira and the Omnium, all this. Any, anyway, because the Omnium's on tomorrow, I might just explain a little bit. So basically the Omnium's four races held over two days. So tomorrow uh, or today rather, this afternoon, there's the scratch race. Um, so this is a mass start. So everyone starts at the same time. And the first to, to finish is the winner. Uh, so obviously that makes friends with the scratch following that's the tempo race so that's a 10k race where after the first five laps the winner of each lap after that earns one point and lapping the field earns 20 so obviously the winner of the race then will be the the cyclist with the most points then you've got the elimination race so every two laps the last place cyclist is eliminated and then finally um, you've got the points race so you've got a hundred lap race uh, with points earned for sprints and for lapping the field so sounds very complex but basically it's four races with a few different rules here and there uh, and whoever performs the best wins fancy that uh, and then at five past five, we've got the women's Kieran uh, featuring Carly McCulloch. Um, and then L, we're back to the uh, 10 meter platform, high altitude for you, I know, but not so high altitude for Melissa Wu, who I believe performed outstanding today. Yeah, she did. So she's um, she obviously won silver in this or in the synchronized 10 meter board in Beijing. So she's well and truly in the hunt for another medal tomorrow after qualifying fourth. Oh, sorry, today. After qualifying fourth yesterday. Um, and then in the football at six, we've got the women's bronze bronze medal match, Australia versus USA. So we had a nil all draw in the group sta- stage, which um, if we remember correctly, was uh, pan for being quite boring. I ex- don't expect that to be the case tonight. Um, with the Aussies 
and the Yanks with everything to play for. Uh, the water polo, Australian Stingers back in the pool for what is a classification match, playing for fifth spot against Canada. Not really one on our radar. Um, and then we're at the uh, hockey tomorrow night, Al. Yeah, that's right. We've got uh, the gold medal match for the Kookaburras up against the Belgians. Uh, shout out to the Belgians. I think they won the last world championship in the field hockey for the men. So they're a country that punch above their weight in a lot of sports. So that's um, great to see and good to see them um, knocking out a few of our of our bitter rivals on the way as well. But um, let's let's that's enough talk about the Belgians. Let's talk about the, the Cookers. Um, big expectations here. I think that we're a red-hot chance to win this. We had a, a, t- a tricky game against the Dutch in the quarters, and then we were too good for the Germans in the semis the other day. So um, I think that the great man, Tim Brand, he's probably been the player of the tournament in my books. I'm no hockey expert, but he's an absolute superstar. Um, and then Blake Govitz, I think he's leading the golden stick or whatever they call the top scorer in the hockey. Uh, it'd be great to send the, the, the big man, Eddie Ockenden, out um, as a gold medal champion. He debuted for the Kookaburras in 2006, only two years after their last gold medal game. And he's been an absolute stalwart of the game. Um, and another player to watch if, if it, uh, the game goes to the penalty strokes is Andrew Charter, who won us the shootout versus the Dutch. Um, pretty much single-handedly. So huge game up uh, tomorrow night and prime time viewing. Everyone in Australia should be watching this. Doesn't matter if you're Australian, Belgian, Dutch, Chinese, Brazilian. Um, it's going to be probably the best viewing tomorrow night, apart from the, uh, watching the great man, Ash Maloney, uh, hopefully sit atop the podium in the, for our first ever decathlon gold medal. But what a night awaits. I'm sure that... Uh, you can have your laptop up on one screen and, and your TV up on the on the other with the, the hockey and the decathlon because, as we said, Channel 7 are useless and don't have the split screen. But another big night tomorrow. And I think if we uh, – that'll, that'll equal our Sydney gold haul if, if the boys can win there tomorrow night. And then with a couple more gold chances coming up in the next few days with the great man Harry Garside, um, I think we might be in with a red-hot chance of, of having our best ever Olympics, which – if you'd have said to me that two weeks ago, I would have laughed in your face. So what a couple of weeks it's been so far and long may it continue. Absolutely. So I think moving on from that, we'll, um, the less said about yesterday's multi, the better. Um, so we'll jump straight into what we've got in store for our punters today. Um, so Tom, talk us through your leg, mate. Yeah, I've gone to one of the new sports uh, on the uh, Olympic program. Uh, it's a very ancient sport uh, and it has its origins, I believe, in um, in Japan or there or thereabouts. I've gone for Stephen DaCosta of France uh, paying $1.91 in the men's 67 kilo karate. Uh, now, look, I've done the form. He's been quite a uh, prolific win- winner on the, uh, the world circuit. Um, you know, he's an odds-on favourite here. And I just see him getting the job done. I'll, I'll be paying close attention anyway. I'm keen to sort of see uh, the combat form of karate. Uh, when most people think of it, it's kind of quite boring and uh, non-confrontational. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing blokes and, and women hit each other. What about you, Al? What have you gone for? Yeah, I've gone a bit more of a patriotic um, 
selection here. I've gone with the girls, Atacho del Salar and Clancy, to win their semi final against those dirty Latvians. Um, obviously, in great nick after knocking off the number one team in the world last night. So I think the dollar forty five to beat the Latvians is an absolute steal. And uh, so that's that's me. How about yourself, Ollie? I've gone uh, similar lines along the patriotical lines. Uh, men's hockey, the Kookaburras get the job done. It's paying two bucks, so that's in regular time, not including uh, penalties. Uh, and then we've got our listener leg. It's come in from Will Dutalis. He's gone smoking Joe Ingalls, 15-plus points. Really like that one. That one's paying $2.50. Throwing those four together, you get a total price of $13.85, otherwise known as money for jam. Uh, that's about all we've got time for tonight, lads. Um, a lot of fun, as always. Thanks for, you. Thanks for joining us, Al. My absolute pleasure, Ollie. Um, great to see you again tonight. Uh, good to get another gold in the bag today, and hopefully we can continue that tomorrow. Looking forward to doing it all again tomorrow, Tommy. Yeah, definitely. What what a day uh, we have in store Thursday. I can't wait. Some huge, huge events on in the afternoon. So I hope everyone's glued to their couch or glued to their work desk with uh, a number of tabs and monitors open with the Olympics on. 100%. All right. Thank you to our loyal listeners. Please get in touch through our socials. Um, otherwise enjoy your Thursday thanks all